The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before gift? a wedding should I send out How many save games the dates? Are in the first series? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voice. Voices of Search podcast. Today we're going to talk about connecting your content and your linking strategies. Joining us is Farzad Rashidi, who is the lead innovator and co-founder at Respana, which is an all-in-one link building and digital PR software. Yesterday, Farzad and I talked about finding opportunity keywords, and today we're going to continue the conversation about generating targeted backlinks. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Farzad Rashidi, the lead innovator and co-founder at Respana. Farzad, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me back on the show, Benjamin. Excited to have you back. Excited to continue our conversation. Yesterday, we talked about finding opportunity keywords. And it's something that I always struggle with is you can look at what keywords have the biggest potential traffic opportunity. You could look at what has the lowest competition and then you always have the notion of which keywords actually have some commercial intent. And yesterday you walked us through the algorithm that you suggest people use to basically mix those three pillars together to, to optimize for keywords that not only have an impact on your business, but also that you have the opportunity to rank for. And at the end of the day, it's not just about creating content that has the potential to rank. It's not just Google alone ingesting your content, figuring out whether 
it is viable, you also need to give signals from outside of the content. So talk to me a little bit about how you suggest SEOs go about generating targeted backlinks once we have the right content that we're targeting. Sure thing. That's a great question, Benjamin. And a lot of SEOs, unfortunately, or I mean, obviously, fortunately for us, uh, they stop when they have all the on-page stuff down, right? So you find the right keywords, you go and find the user intent, write a really quality piece of content, or build a landing page, put it on the client side, and call it a day. A lot of people, especially in the SEO space, are resistant to the fact that, hey, this is step one. <laughs> now let's go out and actually build some backlinks to this piece to actually help it get into search results. And the way, you, the, the way we sort of came up with this, or not necessarily came up with this, but figured out that this would be the right approach in it when it comes to getting our content business rank, was when I actually go in and, and Google any sort of term. Right. So, for example, in yesterday's episode, I discussed that one of the parent keywords for Vizmean, which is the parent company of Respondo, is the word presentation. And the most valuable keyword for us is the term presentation software. Now, Benjamin, if you go and actually Google presentation software in the little incognito tab of your browser, you're going to see how many search results pop up. You tell me. Let's see. I'm loading the page now. I see ad for Prezi. Ad for Mediafly, ad for Canva, ad for the Digideck, ad... Oh, nope. First result, vizme.co. 15 best presentation softwares for 2022 full comparison guide. So you're the number one result. There are four other results on the pages, five total. Got it. But how many web pages? And so at the very top, Google normally tells you, here are how many pages we found that contain this keyword. Oh, I can't even count that high. There is 1,130,000,000 results. Okay, perfect. So there's about a billion search results competing for the same keyword. Now, let's say as a professional SEO, you produce the best quality content, best landing page, whatever the user intent is. And let's say you're in the top 1%, right? You're in the 99th percentile for that keyword. Now, if you're Google, top 1%, you're still in the millions. How do you go from the million searches all to the top 10, which get over 99% of the clicks? All right. So good luck. <laughs> exactly. So let me walk you through it. So for a lot of low-hanging fruit of keywords that don't have much competition, yes, by all means, you don't need really backlinks for those. There's not a whole lot of competition. But as you get to keywords that either have very high commercial intent or a large amount of volume, you're going to start facing this issue that a lot of big guys in the industry, a lot of companies are striving for the same keywords. Now, the way Google actually prioritizes these is by the notion of, okay, how popular these resources are. So not only how good the quality of the content is, how authoritative how the website is, but also on that particular page, how many other people are talking about it. Are there other relevant authoritative resources in your space that are also vouching for the authoritativeness of this page? And the process of getting those backlinks, getting those mentions are critical for some of the more higher competitive keywords and in order to stay there, not only to get there, but to stay there. So talk to me about the process for securing that top placement. So that's a great question, Benjamin. So when we basically want to target a keyword, if it's a sales-related keyword, so if, for example, presentation software would be one of the keywords that we would potentially build a landing page for, right? People that are looking for it are either looking for listicle or listed tools or they're actually looking for trying out a software. So we would ideally want to create a landing page 
And then what we do then is to create a silo of content for that parent page and regularly produce content pieces targeting other longer tail variations of that keyword. For example, how to memorize a presentation. What are some of the most popular presentation templates, et cetera, based on the formula that I discussed before. Now, once we have this regular flow of content coming in, every single one has an internal link pointing back to the landing page. So what that means is that now when we go and actually start building backlinks to these blog articles under that silo, they're indirectly passing that link equity over to the parent page. So not only you're produced that piece of content and put it out on your website, you're continuously building new pages that are internally linking to that particular parent page. And at the same time, you're getting other external websites to link back to that page. So over time, not only you're, you get to be up in the search list, but also becomes very difficult to beat up because over time, your authority and the link equity point in that page is increasing over time. So how in the world do you go and get those external backlinks? And you know, Benjamin, that is the trick, right? So that is the most difficult part, I'd say, when it comes to SEO, because a lot of other things are under your control, right? You can go build a good site, you can go write a good piece of content, but getting other people to do something for you, getting them to include a backlink from their website to your website is one of the most difficult tasks. And hence why it is a still, it's still a ranking factor for almost 20 years, because that's what Google's core algorithm page ranks based off. Now, in order to get those backlinks, we have a three-step process that we developed our response. Step one is normally a transactional collaboration where you're reaching out to people, trying to get your foot in the door, you offer them something like, hey, I'm happy to give you some examples as we dive deeper. Second step is to take a step forward and collaborate with them on a content piece. So not only you're working with them on a link, on a backlink basis, you also persuade them in order to publish a post on their website. And the last step, but not least, is turning that people into a partner. Now, there's obviously friction as you go through the funnel and go through these steps. But I can walk you through exactly step-by-step step how we go about building back. So give me the process. Okay, great. Let's do this. So let's say, Benjamin, I want to get a backlink from your site. Shall we do it? Good luck. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, I, Benjamin... I ignore a lot of emails. I'm just giving you a heads up. I'm with you. So first of all, Benjamin, let's address the elephant in the room. I am getting a backlink from your website. You are. And as a matter of fact, I'm doing this right now by being on your show. All right. So one of the main strategies that our link building team does is podcast appearances. So let's go through that as a strategy. So step one normally is, is a foot in the door strategy where we're trying to identify what are some of the authoritative sources in our space to have an overlapping audience with us. How can we collaborate with these guys? As a matter of fact, you guys have a podcast and, and it's a damn good podcast. I listen to it myself. Our team has shared episodes of the podcast in our Slack group. What better podcast there is to reach out to than you? So what we did is using Respond, we actually go and our team regularly monitors people in our industry who go on other podcasts. So we have a podcast episode search engine that, we, that our team members actually find specific podcasts that other people in our industry have been on. Now, this tells you three things. One, these people accept guests on their podcast in the first place, because not all podcasts do. Two, they're relevant to our space because they obviously have interviewed someone in our space. And last but not least, it also makes the pitch a lot more personalized because then we can use that episode as a hook. We can just reach out to Benjamin like, hey, Benjamin, love the 
episode that we had with Jeff of Market News. And, and I love the fact you guys talked about X, Y, and Z and take it from there, right? I feel like that's always the, the devil in the details is how you're actually conducting your outreach. So I want to double click into that. We've all got a million, mostly you know, media creators get a million different requests for not only, hey, I'm interested in being on your podcast, we have a process. Hey, go fill out the speaker application and we'll evaluate you as a potential speaker. But often it's like, hey, I'm a site owner. I'm getting links. Hey, we want to create a blog post for you or we'll pay you for a link. And, and those things always fall on deaf ears. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. How do you figure out what copy and content to include in your outreach? That is a great question. So Benjamin, we follow a, a variety of different uh, link to link strategies. Not a one uh, cookie cutter strategy that we use for every website. And the strategies I was walking you through was the podcast strategy. Now let's talk a little bit about how you go and build backlinks to specific page on your website, right? So let's say you put together a piece. Let's say I, I can go on Respondent's website right now. And we, there we go. We have a blog post on B2B SaaS marketing. SaaS marketing is a target keyword here. So how do we go about building a backlink to the site? So using either Respondent or you, don't, you guys don't have to use our platform. You can Google stuff around. You can use Ahrefs and some other tools. One of the other strategies we follow is called the anchor text strategy. And all of these strategies that I'm going through, guys, we have a free resource on our website that's ungated. You can go and take a look at it. It's respondent.com. If you navigate to the footer of our website, it's called the Outreach Strategy Hub. We give you ready-to-use recipes on how you can step-by-step -step follow these strategies and, and replicate these. And you don't even have to use our tools for that. And you can, as a matter of fact, I advise against people to use Respondent from day one. If you haven't done Outreach before, probably better suited to do it yourself manually. And then respondents there to kind of sort of help you scale down the line. But anyway, going back to our post, I want to be back next year. So let's say we put together a post on SaaS marketing. One of the first things our team does is that using these advanced operators inside Respond, we find what are some of the other non-competing pieces of articles that are published recently that have mentioned that keyword somewhere in the body, but not in the title. So what that tells me is that, for example, Benjamin, you've put together content on your website and you have mentioned, for example, what are some of the best marketing strategies for 2022? 
And as part of the body of the article, we mentioned that, yes, a lot of SaaS marketing people follow this and that strategy. Probably not the best example. It's something off the top of my head. <laughs> and what I'm trying to say is that the goal here is to find non-competing pieces of articles that I mentioned that parent keyword somewhere in the body. Now, first of all, when you find that particular piece, you want to spend some time to find the right person. So I wouldn't go reach out just a random support email or a generic email of that website. You start from the writer, make sure if the writer works at the company, reach out to that person. If not, go find a content manager or editorial person at that company who's currently employed there, get their direct verified contact info, connect with them on LinkedIn, and get their verified contact directly. And that's something that Respond automatically does. But again, folks that aren't using that platform, you can do this yourself manually. It's just going to take a little more time. Okay. Now, we found the right article to repitch. We found the right person to pitch to. Now, it comes down to the pitch, right? <laughs> Which is going to make or break a campaign. Now, there's three factors we always follow when it comes to any sort of outreach tactic. Number one is the incentive. What's in it for the other person? We actually lead by incentive before we even get down to the pitch. I'm going to explain how that works in a second. And the incentive here is never cash, ever. Reason why, some of the incentives we offer actually cost us more than if we were to just pay a couple hundred dollars. But the reason why we didn't do it is that the websites that accept cash in order to give out links are the websites that we don't want to collaborate with them in the first place. This is actually a great indication for us when somebody says, hey, it would be $200. Like, great. Onto the blacklist. Never pitch them again, right? Not because we're too stingy, just because we don't want to work with websites that accept payments. Because guess what? The irony is if it was $5,000, you probably wouldn't put them on the blacklist. You'd be like, oh, that's kind of a quality site. It's the fact that they're (laughs) asking for not enough money. Whenever anybody reaches out to us being like, hey, we want a link on your website. It's like, sure, our sponsorship programs are ten dollars to $20,000 right. per month. And you know, you can be a guest on the show. It comes with the link and all the stuff that you want. That's different. That's yeah, different. for ten grand, we will figure a way to get you a link. Right. Sponsorship agreements are completely different. But what I'm referring to, Benjamin, is, is when a website is like, yeah, I'll, I'll add your link here. and, and you, you... Transactional link building. I get it. Exactly. That's right. Sponsorships, obviously, I mean, we've done sponsorships in the past, and and that's something that we're definitely looking to do as well as we our budget grows over time. But what I'm trying to say is that the the transactional link exchanges, I would say we're from people who are actually paying cash. Now, if you're an agency, you're just selling links to clients, who cares, (laughs) right? If you don't care about those quality, then it doesn't matter. But what we care about is, is that the websites that we want to work with are websites that normally wouldn't work with anybody else than actual natural uh, relationships, right? So that's one. So first of all, lead with an incentive. Number two is the level of personalization. So we never send out pitches to websites that are going to sound cookie cutter because that's, first of all, is a bad representation of our brand. Literally, our brand motto is don't spam, build relationships. So sending spam emails is going to just come back and back for it. And third... And last but not least, is not flying too close to the sun or staying within your league, however way you want to word it. So what that means is that if you just started a blog tomorrow, don't reach out to HubSpot the day after. It turns out HubSpot is very responsive. Uh, we're, uh, our other podcast is a member of the HubSpot Podcast Network. But I get what you're saying is that don't ask for a link or don't say, hey, HubSpot, I'd like to buy a link from you. That's probably not going to work, mostly if you're a new property. Exactly. But if you're Moss, yeah. Go reach out to HubSpot. Go reach out to anywhere you want uh, at that point, right? 
So we actually have a rule. We're within 10 or 15 or so within our domain rating. So we don't go reach out to websites or contact websites that are significantly lower than us in terms of domain rating because this just isn't going to help us much when we collaborate with them. And we don't go way too high up and shoot close or shoot for the stars either just because we can't provide enough incentives for those websites to work with us. So we want to stay within that sweet spot of websites that are within our range that we could come, come, come up with some sort of mutually beneficial collaboration to, again, get off on the door. Now, once we have those three elements together, then we have a recipe for a successful pitch. Now, as a matter of fact, 95% of those pitches get ignored, but we get a consistently 5% success rate on those pitches that we send out, again, lead with an incentive, personalized, deeply personalizing the pitches, and also making sure that the website is within our reach. So we have a DR of like, you said the conversion rate. Walk me through that again. I want to make sure I hear what it is. It's, it was a 5% of emails that you're reaching out will net a link. Is that what I heard? That's right. Yes. 5% of the websites that we reach out to end up giving, giving us back those consistently within, a, obviously, a large sample size. Okay. So talk to me about how you figure out how many links you actually need. Once you've built this process and you understand that you can generate links and you have a relatively predictable metric, mm-hmm. you know, do you just continue to build links on links on links? What's the point where your links are useful or just something that's distracting from your other business operations? That question is actually twofold, Benjamin. So let me answer the first part of your question where you ask how many links you figure out um, uh, that you need to build. Depends on the page that we're trying to get rankings for. So any page you're trying to get rankings for has a keyword difficulty. If you're using Ahrefs, I'm not a user of SEMrush, but I'm sure they have a similar metric. They actually tell you, if you go analyze the top 10 search results and kind of sort of take a look at the referring domains that each one of these websites have with the average of DR of those backlinks. Then, or normally on Ahrefs, they actually give you the metrics. Like you approximately need links from, for example, 13 websites to get this page or be competitive enough to land on the first page. And it's a very simplistic way of looking at it, but normally it's a good rule of thumb for us to use. So, so saying in terms of how much time we spend on promotion is for individual pages, it depends on the keyword difficulty that we're going after. All right. So... You can figure out what your target is using your Ahrefs, your SEMrush of the world, figuring out how many links you need to basically multiply the number of links you need to get by 20 to get to the number of targets that you need to send your responses out. Uh, Walk me through the process of you doing this yourself as opposed to hiring a service to do it for you. Why would somebody consider a link building service as opposed to uh, doing this outreach themselves? So the main reason why we're doing it in-house is each team member inside our team builds close to about 100 backlinks every month. And these backlinks are editorial links that fit, that are do-follow links within the content of the website that match our quality metrics, which is domain, a certain level of traffic they need to have, certain level of domain rating they need to have. They need to be actually contextual relevant links that can just be random links. And it requires an insane amount of work and effort to figure out whether those links are actually going to help us or just going to get nullified anyway. And any agency that's worth their salt that goes through the trouble of basically earning those backlinks targeted for individual pages on our website is going to charge anywhere between, I would say, $500 up to $1,000 per placement. So if, if a person is building me 100 links every month, <laughs> you know that, that, that we're paying less than a hundred grand a month 
So that, that would be a is, lot. Yeah. Makes, that's right. Makes makes economic sense for us to do. Now, I totally understand people who like to work with agencies and our agencies that definitely are, are very good. And we actually have a, a respondent guru hub that we have pre-vetted freelancers and agents that we recommend to our customer base. But I always look at them as people who are going to start turning that wheel, that flywheel, and putting together the process, start experimenting with different strategies, figure out what works in your business, in your niche. And then over time, if you like to scale things, it makes more economic sense to bring that process in-house. So if you don't have the know-how at the beginning, it probably makes more sense for you to work with an agency that already has a process. But it'd probably be better... And again, obviously, I'm, a, I'm saying this from a biased perspective because we, we sell a link building platform, right? So... Uh, a lot of customers of ours that use our platform and work with agencies because they want to keep a level of transparency that that agency isn't just purchasing backlinks from Fiverr and, and you know including in a report. They're actually conducting uh, natural outreach and they're improving their templates, making sure they're not misrepresenting their brand. And also the matter of fact is that uh, the process becomes crystal clear. So that is something over time they can replicate in-house if they want it. Remember, Benjamin, we're, we have a three-step link building process. Step one is a transaction and collaboration. And that, again, is where a lot of link builders, people who are in SEO, who do off-page, stop. So 5% conversion rate sounds very little when you're spending a lot of time researching these websites, finding the right person and sending them a personalized pitch. You invest quite a lot of time and resources on that. So what we do at Respond is making sure that once we start our collaboration with a website, for example, let's say I reach out to you, Benjamin, like, hey, Benjamin, Kim Purse of Peace on best marketing tactics in 2022. Notice you guys mentioned SaaS marketing here. Didn't really talk about the topic much. Our team just put together a really comprehensive guide that I think would make a nice addition. And if you were kind to give us a mention here, I'm actually writing a, a guest article for Crazy Egg. And I think that your article on voice search uh, would make a nice fit. I'm more than happy to reference that in my article. Now, that pitch has a 5% success rate for us. Not word by word, I'm paraphrasing here, but normally you get the idea. There is a level of personalization. We found the right person. We're leading with, a, with an incentive. And when we have our phone in the door, you respond to me like, hey, Farzad, thanks for reaching out. Sure thing. I think that article does in fact make sense. You have to make sure that you also reach out to relevant websites within your link because nobody wants to link to a, a website that's start, small, started, just starting, right? And if you do, if you are just starting out, reach out to websites that are also just starting out. <laughs> and, and a matter of fact is once we have that collaboration in place, then great. Now we have foot in the door. Now Benjamin and I are buddies. So here's the next step, what we're going to do. Moving on to step two of our link building process, which is a targeted guest post reach. And what we do then is, Benjamin, we run your website, either Mark, Mark Tech Pod or, or your voice of search com brand through Ahrefs. Take a look at a couple of competitor websites. For example, you compete with Mixergy and Neil Schaefer, just as an example. I know we... You know, There's no competing just... with Neil Schaefer. He's <laughs> one of our biggest inspirations, but go on. Neil Schaefer is a great uh, friend of mine, and, and I've had the pleasure of being on his podcast. Great guy, great, great personality. But anyhow, just imagine you guys are competing with them from an organic search level. Right, We're just keeping things very scientific here. Now, what our team will do is that they actually run a keyword gap search between you, Neil Schaefer, and Mixergy, right? And find out that you guys, for example, they're, rank, they're both ranking for the term podcast marketing, which is actually a pretty good keyword and it's relevant to you, but you are, 
right? You don't have that keyword. So we actually take a screenshot and highlight that. And we're like, hey, Benjamin, by the way, thank you so much for adding it, uh, mentioning our reference and our article on your site. By the way, I was taking a look at Ahrefs today and I noticed that you guys are not ranking for podcast marketing, but Neil Schaefer and Mixer, you guys are both ranking for it. And I happen to do podcast outreach for our for Firetech quite often. We love to contribute a web, uh, article to your website covering that keyword for you. What would you say? I don't know what would go on our website, but uh, <laughs> I'm listening. You know what I mean? So again, very targeted pitch with people you already have a relationship with, which by the way, is, is a very important pre-qualification factor. About 80 to 90% say yes, because at that point, we're already collaborating with them. Now moving on to step three which is a partnership. <laughs> We're really revealing all of our secrets today, aren't we? Okay, that's okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to be quiet and let you keep going. Keep, keep talking. I know, right? You, somebody needs to stop me here. <laughs> all right, so step three is building partners. So what we then say is that, okay, Benjamin, we're, we've already collaborated on a transactional exchange. We've already published a guest post on your website. We already broke bread together. We're family now, all right? Now, you guys are, if, again, your websites that you're reaching out to you are also publishing guest posts on our websites. Again, we have to remember, not everybody's a prime prospect for the next step. So there is some friction as you go down. But let's say that you guys are continuously publishing guest articles or, or contributing articles to other relevant publications in our space. And we do the same, because guess what? I just published one on your site. <laughs> so I come to you, I'm like, hey, Benjamin, notice that you guys are also publishing quite a few, contributing quite a few articles to relevant publications. What do you say? We put together a little sheet together, partner up. Anytime it would make sense for you to reference one of Respond articles, reference it. And just to keep things fair and square, we keep a tab on uh, any articles that are on your website and would make sense in our guest. Now, over time, you're going to build a network of around 10 or a dozen of these partners, 12 of them. Half of them are going to be inactive. Not good. Either they don't reciprocate, they're just not contributing. They're busy. That's okay. Discontinue. You're going to end up with a handful of really, really, really good partners like we do. And what happens is that these guys are publishing four or five articles a week on other relevant publications. And guess what? Now it's going to justify the entire effort that you've done. Because next time you publish a guest post on another publication, not only you're referencing your website on there, or, or you don't, you're also referencing four or five of your partners as they would make sense, obviously, within the context of that page. So now that indirectly creates a ripple effect so that anytime you're publishing a guest post on another website, that indirectly results in about five or six backlinks from five or six different domains because your partners also reference your articles as they would make sense. It's the notion that the high tides raises all boats. When you're able to create and cultivate relationships that's sending link juice to your site, the more that you can do to raise the profile of those sites, the better you're going to be. It's not just link building for yourself. It's link building for everybody that's related to your properties. Farzad, I appreciate you coming on the show and walking us through the entire process, not only for finding great keywords, but also how to do targeted backlink and a little bit about Respana as well. Thanks for coming on and being my guest. Thanks for having me on the show. This was fun. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks to Farzad Rashidi, the lead innovator and co-founder at Respana for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Farzad, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is the underscore Farzad. That's T-H-E underscore F-A-R-Z-A-D. Or you could visit his company's website, which is Respana.com. 
com. R-E-S-P-O-N-A dot com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content, content marketing insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data.